of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope you're all doing okay and staying safe and staying healthy. I think there's this feeling of relief going around, at least in my friend circles, for a variety of reasons. The election cycle is pretty much over, 2020 is almost over, some vaccines trials are progressing when it comes to combating and protecting against COVID-19 and I feel like this is a moment to sort of just catch my breath before the momentum of moving forward picks back up. To me that in itself the fact that I can even take a moment to breathe and pause um, is a privilege and frankly a gift from all the labor of marginalized communities who have fought for us to have new leadership across this country, whether it's progressives in Congress or a new president. We're winning. We're accomplishing things because of the labor, once again, that was given by the Black community, by the Latinx community, by the Indigenous community, by Asian Americans, by LGBTQIA folks. We're riding on a victory that is fought for by them. We wouldn't have this moment of joy and calm without their work. And I really hope that we're all going to do something. No, we will do something to express appreciation beyond words. I firmly believe that the Democrats who won on Election Day owe marginalized communities big for their wins. And now it's time for them to get to work, to set up sustainable legislation 
that creates equal opportunities in healthcare, rights, science, jobs, and other areas for the communities who just continue to be sidelined by our current political system. In the meantime, if you do have energy or funds to spare, consider contributing to the election runoffs in Georgia or to your local community where we know that there are people who are still struggling due to unemployment from COVID or in general, houselessness, um, trying to feed themselves, especially going into the holiday season. We're really coming into that season of giving and that can look so many different ways, but really it's the spirit of supporting and loving. That's what's really still there and that's something that we can all do. So just do what you can for the spaces you occupy And remember to take care of yourself. This is a great moment right now in our history in the progress that we're going to be accomplishing going forward. Um, But that's the key. We have to keep going forward. And I'm proud of the steps we've taken so far. And I can't wait to see the ones we do next. Okay, let's move on to this week's episode. Um, I'm joined by a really fun band known as Addict Salt. They're kind of tied together by serendipity and a lot of really great friendships. Really, Attic Salt focuses on just making the music they want, when they want, how they want, together. They joined this week to talk about their hometown, writing music together, their new album, Get Wise, and so much more. So with that, let's hear more Attic Salt and then get into the interview. Never broken a bone, but I am not afraid of breaking my own heart. And if you're feeling alone, look around, you might see that Springfield, Illinois. Illinois, okay. Are y'all doing okay through this pandemic? Yeah, (laughs) it's been okay here. Uh, That's good at least. Down pretty quick, so 
<laughs> there you go. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I'm so stoked to kind of get to know all you and stuff and talk about everything that you're doing as Addict Salt. And I always like to ask people right at the start, how did you each kind of first begin to get involved in music? And if you don't mind introducing yourself initially so folks can start to recognize your voice and stuff. I've been playing in punk bands since I was like 13 or so years old, so a long, long, long time ago. Um, we actually had some cool like local bands here in Springfield when I was younger in like my high school days that uh, were pretty fun to go watch their shows and we had like some ska bands or punk bands and stuff like that and uh, so that got me into it and so I started playing with all these guys that were like way older than me at the time and now I'm one of the old guys so <laughs> I love that yeah. Is it me? Yeah. <laughs> um, so my name is Alyssa, and I started playing just kind of at open mics, really. Just doing cover songs, acoustic guitar, just me downtown. And um, yeah, I just, I've always liked music and listened to music. It's been part of my life. So playing it kind of came around, you know, naturally. And uh, I was playing open mic nights and solo sets <laughs> at bars when I met Fred and we started talking about hanging out and starting a band. So that's pretty much it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm Skip. I, uh, I I played in band in high school and, you know, jazz band and all of that. And, uh, you know, all, all of us at, in high school started bands and, you know, started playing uh, shows and whatever. And I met Fred in college and uh, we started a band and then Fred introduced me Andy and uh, kind of just kind of spiraled down from there. <laughs> yeah. The bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spiraled down. Yeah. Oh, up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spiraled. <laughs> and, uh, my name is Fred, and I don't know, just like everyone else, I like music and did the whole music thing in school. And I really didn't go to any shows or anything locally till I was actually like 19 or 20. I just didn't know anyone until I met um, I met through other people. I met Skip, started a band with him. I met someone else, started a band with Andy when we were 19. Um, then just became friends with all of them. Then for like 10 years later, we started another band. Then 10 years later again, <laughs> we started this band. It's <laughs> yeah. like Locust. Like they right. come back once every 10 years Locus. to start a band. Yeah. <laughs> so like we've been like as a group, like we've all been playing with each other, like for like really, really long time, like outside of Attic Salt. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty relaxed. Yeah. That's awesome. The fact that you've all played together at some point over time and everything, I'm sure that just made it so much easier when you decided to start Attic Salt too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so I found that like everybody has their band or their artists and stuff that really just kept them motivated as they were like learning to play music or even getting involved in their first bands and stuff. I want to know each of you who is like your your favorite that just like kind of shaped you as a musician you feel like. I'm gonna go last. Hmm. <laughs> I'll go. Well I mean like my what got me into music really as a little kid um, besides like Buddy Holly like 
As far as a drummer, I loved watching the monkeys on Nickelodeon. <laughs> so like Mickey Dolan's, like I just I loved him. And I just I just that was from like seven years old. <laughs> I was in I was either gonna do percussion or saxophone from like the Paula Abdul video with the cat playing the sax in the alley. <laughs> So, so I was like, what's cooler, like playing sax or drums? And I just chose drums and that's good choice. It. Now we're doing this. So. <laughs> what a journey. All right. But the monkeys, like monkey, as far as like a band, the monkeys. I love the monkeys. Oh, that's awesome. Even though they're like an in sync 60s band. Like yes. a bunch of actors. So. In sync's not a bunch of actors. The monkeys were though. Yes, the monkeys yeah. were though. <laughs> Great songs. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby Jones. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Skip. Uh, I guess I mean you know when I was a kid, my mom had a stack of forty fives that we would listen to. You know it was like a, a it was like it was like playtime to just put records on. You know played records and we listened to Carpenters and the Monkees and whatever. But uh, uh, I remember um, when I was like I don't know. 11 or 12, um, we had some kid neighborhood kids that would come over and uh, my mom would babysit them. And uh, one of them brought a, a cassette tape of Appetite for Destruction. And uh, oh, it was just like, <laughs> blew my mind. You know? So I hang out in the basement with brooms, pretending to play guitar and stuff. And so, uh, yes, I, I guess I guess that's kind of what got me into rock and roll. <laughs> There you go. I say go. Oh, last. I have to go next. Yeah. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> I'd say like the biggest influence on me musically has been like Booster uh, Do, Bob Mold, Sugar, uh, that kind of thing. Oh, he's cool. Was, what's that? <laughs> you're, you're the cool answer. No, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying, like when I <laughs> I started playing in bands playing drums. Right. And so when I first decided to play guitar, I was like, well, how am I going to how to play guitar? I didn't take lessons, so. I just listened to all these Bob Mold songs and just learned how to play guitar the way he played guitar, basically. And that's pretty much all I know still at this point. So everything else I'm just making up. So. Yeah. So uh, my biggest influence and favorite band is the Beatles. And it's like on everybody, Dark your favorite horse. food's pizza. Of course. I just, when I was a kid, my mom used to, she got the one album that held the number one hit, so we listened to it all the time, and just like that same pop music, it's stuck in your head forever, and I am one of those people that gets nerdy about stuff, mm-hmm. and if you want to get nerdy and like backtrack about any band, the Beatles are like a huge, just like, repertoire of songs referencing other songs, and influences, and there's so many things that come out of it, too, like bands that go back and reach to it, that like, I just obsessed with it. And also they're so cute. So like I was super into that and had a Tumblr page about it, but like <laughs> mostly it was like, you could write theory classes on Beatles songs because of the way they went about writing them. And I just got obsessed with it. So all the best songs I know how to play, like cover songs were all Beatles songs. Like, <laughs> and it led me to better, you know, bigger things, but that's really it. It's super nerdy. I also want to give a shout out to Guns N' Roses because I think Slash is a reason I picked up a guitar. Yeah, like hear slash, and you're like that slash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I love that November Rain drum solo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love 
love all of your picks. I feel like these are really interesting artists and I feel like it's so great to kind of hear the things that get people excited about music, especially the artists, because you kind of figure out like, oh yeah, this is what really motivates you and excites you about music. And hey, I'm always here for geeking out over your favorites and stuff. I do the same thing, whether it's music or like fandom or whatever. So definitely can relate to that. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Like, what are you listening to the most right now? Oh gosh. Um, Bartiz Strange. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this record. He played in a band that we played with at Puzo Fest in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And I've also been obsessed with that record. Boomer is an amazing single. Yes, it is. I, I'm struggling to pick like even a favorite song off the record. They played right before us. They played right before us. They were the guys that were like really tearing the house down literally like the staff was falling on top of them. Oh my gosh. That sounds incredible. Uh, Cause yeah, we had to meet him because he was talking to Andy about the, they had like guitar nerd stuff they had in common. Nice. Go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's like cool. the album I'm probably geeking out about the most this year for sure. It's like I I knew as soon as I first heard, like I think Mustang was the first single, and I was just like, Yup, yeah. this is album of the year. And I was not disappointed at all. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so different. It's so cool. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's why I always like talking to people about the stuff that like either inspires them or like, you know, um, whether it's like when they first got into music or what they're getting into now, you know, cause you asked me about like what I'm geeking out about right now. Do you all have any albums that you're like really into this year that you're like, yeah, this is whether it's something you just enjoy or maybe it's helping you through the pandemic. Um. Definitely Punisher. Definitely Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> me and everybody else on Planet Earth is listening to that and liked it. Um, I don't, can't think of anything on the spot. Yeah, you haven't listened to anything new? What are you listening to new? I can't. I, I, I'm trying to think of what <laughs> I'm listening to new. I can't. Uh, new does it have to be new? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> new Addict Salt record. Yeah, so <laughs> fucking heard that one enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I kind of want to hear you all mentioned that you kind of have a. Uh, you know, known each other over the years, of course, but how did Attic Salt really start? What's kind of y'all's origin story? Um, friend Melissa. So, um, I was at a bar in downtown Springfield called Norbandies that is no longer there, RP Norbandies. It was like the best bar in downtown Springfield. And I was playing like their second to last night they were going to be open. Like it was like they were like, hey, you can come play whatever. And I was playing, and Fred was there with a group of friends. And after I got done playing, I went outside and sat down and he was talking to me and stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know, I play in bands too. You might have heard my bands like no, Necrons. No, I didn't say that. And I said, <laughs> I play in bands. And I said, no. <laughs> but, no, you didn't, did you? <laughs> no, I actually have not heard of that. I don't remember that. But like, we basically, we just, I don't know entirely. I had been also drinking and doing shots. So I play live mm. music in front of people. So, <laughs> um, but basically we got to talking about it and he was like you should come meet my friend Andy like we've been wanting to get together and start writing songs again and doing that stuff right. I met up with you at your house and met Andy there and that's pretty much how it happened yeah because Andy Skip and I were in a previous band that kind of disbanded so like we were Andy and I were looking to start another band during the meantime um and 
we're going to go a different direction. Um, and then I was, yeah, I was at open mic and I was like, holy shit, like, this is, this is awesome. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, Hey, let's be in a band. <laughs> and she said, Oh my God. Yes. I've been waiting for you to say that forever. <laughs> Finally, the opportunity of a lifetime. I gotta like that story in this yeah. too. Like, there's so many now that'd be like, I don't know, like it was on Facebook yeah. that we needed a person in our band, and like, you know, it's like ours is a little like organic still. Like, you know, we well, yeah, I mean, like, we play music and out. still got together. Huh? So. Right. No, like, because like our old band, um, like Skip had, Skip started a family, so we all took time off. But like Andy and I decided to like just to start another band. And then like come full circle skips back in this band after like a few bass players. So <laughs> That's perfect. Out. It all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you all kind of found your way to each other in that sense. And Although they're just only like five or six people in spring. Right. Like this kind of <laughs> We're all like in all the bands in town, it seems like. <laughs> there are a lot of towns where that can happen for sure. Right. Like we're the we're the we're the forty year old hang hang ons. We're still hanging on. <laughs> yeah. I'm also yeah, forty but, uh, years old. Man, yeah. <laughs> Much respect for that. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we we always need we always need folks of all ages contributing to to pump. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like no, oh, people definitely want to hear what old white guys have to say about things. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> we got all of that for you right here in Addison. Yeah, these days, <laughs> days the friends are good for a couple of shows. It's like, you don't have to come see us again. Like, <laughs> you're busy. We get it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so tell me about how you actually describe your sound as Addict Salt. Because it's like, I hear a lot of obviously some punk influence. There's a lot of the energy that I would hear in pop punk, but how do you describe the sound that you make as Attic Salt? Well, you too. Um, Go for it. I think when you talk about the origin story with Fred wanting something different, and then he went and found me, and I don't think any of them could have anticipated how different <laughs> of a songwriter I was going to be from a punk pop songwriter, because like I really haven't ever written songs before. Mm-hmm. And when I started to actually go about it, they kind of have a weird, like, almost pop country swing to them. And they're not, you know, right around that vein. And I think that's kind of where Attic Salt gets its sound and makes it different and kind of, you know, unique is that it does have that same edge to it, but it's got like a very, very basic structure. <laughs> At least for what I'm writing, the stuff Andy writes rips it is super <laughs> hardcore and punk sounding to me. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think we ever like set out for a certain sound. <laughs> we just we have the songs and we are the musicians that we are, and we can yeah we are. We're not leaving we're, our own skill set. We're not leaving anything in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean we just I mean we kind of play the songs and we we don't like really we don't really spend a lot of time like thinking about it. Yeah, no. I'm a big believer that content dictates forum. Mm-hmm. So like you know you start writing the song and then the song will let you know how it sounds. (laughs) I love that though. And I feel like that's a really awesome approach to songwriting. And I feel like it's a, it's how I think a lot of songwriters, at least from what I can recall from like the sixties and seventies and stuff, they took that similar approach too. So is that kind of maybe a little bit of that Beatles influence kind of creeping in there? I can't even hide it. Like it's so, (laughs) 
Yeah, like people will call us like pop punk or whatever. Like I have no idea. You call us whatever you want. Like, is then to say that's not a pop punk band? Well, and I think that's know? just it's that's something that's like, happening in music right now too. Is it's just like there's a whole new resurgence of people coming together to make music that right. have different opinions about yeah. what's good and what's not good and what sounds right and what doesn't sound right. It's like what Bartis is doing. Mm-hmm. Like that album has so many genres in it, and you know, it's like I don't know. Maybe genres kind of take too. <laughs> pick a genre for your band right. like i get how itunes makes that easier if you have genres but <laughs> yeah for sorting stuff yeah but yeah know. i think genre is on is on the outs at this point based off of how i talk to musicians about mm-hmm. genre these yeah. days and that's why i'm always like i hear a little bit of this and a little bit of that but what do you think it is because right. yeah. like that shapes my like mental perspective of your music and stuff and mm-hmm. then i know what to look for the next time i listen you know yeah, yeah, for sure. It's also like okay for anyone to take whatever they want from it too. Like mm-hmm. we don't care. You can call it what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. It, like it. You know? right. <laughs> like my mom likes it. Hey, that's what matters, right? Hey. That's the genre. <laughs> Most right. important critic. <laughs> <laughs> she has good taste. Your mom has great taste. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So I want to hear a little bit about uh, your songwriting process as a band. Tell me about how you put all these awesome songs together. You should answer one. I feel like I'm doing a lot of work here. <laughs> Pretty much um, either I'll write the song or Alyssa will write the song. And then we'll uh, bring it to practice and everyone will play their part to the song. And then uh, when it comes to recording, then we'll, yeah, take what we have and record it. I kind yeah. of really make it more yeah, boring. That's sounding yeah. <laughs> like, I think at practice, sometimes we'll like... <laughs> work out some transitions and stuff and like see what works and give feedback to each other but yeah then we just record it and our buddy luke who who records us um he has a lot of really good feedback and sometimes we change stuff while we're recording it you know yeah usually it's just like you know cut it shortening apart or adding a guitar thing or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But like, yeah, like a practice, like Alyssa's like, okay, this is a new song I have, or Andy's like, this is a new song I have. We we watch them, all three of us watch one of them play it, yeah. and we all just jump in. I'm a big fan of the scratch track. I like to record a little yeah, bit before like where I'm like, yeah. hey, this is something I wrote. I might try. Yeah. Like, just say no. Because like songwriting is like, it's very like spur of the moment. Like if you get something, you kind of have to do it right then. Or like write it down right then or like record it and so <laughs> i like to be able to do that and take stuff to practice because there are some songs like like truck stops a song on the new album that mm-hmm. I first wrote i was like that's not gonna be an adding salt song i don't know how it's gonna translate and i can take it to these guys and they'll be like oh no no we got it and then they'll make it like this super cool awesome full song that i had no idea could even happen mm-hmm. and like that's a lot of it too with songwriting is like we can do so much on our own and then we get it together it really like just comes together in a Mm -hmm. way that sounds super corny but (laughs) no but it's true (laughs) that's what happens because like you you could play a song and it sound like a straight up acoustic song Mm -hmm. then you bring it to the band and we turn it to an article song yeah however that is so magic magic yeah (laughs) that's so special that you can kind of build off of each other's vision in that sense and stuff to have like to where Alyssa can just come forward and be like, yeah, I've started this. What else can we do with it? And you all can just mm-hmm. kind of jump in and just continue to shape it into something to where it ends up being something where like, yeah, that is an Attic Salt song. That's yeah. so neat, especially to hear that you did that with this new record too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Andy Wright, 
it's a lot of songs that like you know like he'll write some of it and be like i don't know what the next part should be what should it be and i'll like write another mm-hmm. verse to it or or i'll be like i have this part but i don't know what like you know the middle eight should be or what like the next thing should be and he can help me out with that too so we do a lot of like songwriting together and i actually learn a lot from him doing that <laughs> i think don't he's like a face you're better than i am already so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's really fun <laughs> that's all that matters ultimately. And that kind of like, you know, as long as you're having fun, that translates so much into your music too. Yeah, for sure. I can only, I, I personally believe you can tell when people are faking it. <laughs> like when people aren't doing it because they're having fun anymore. Yeah. Like pay millions of dollars to sing a song eight guys wrote or something, you know? Oh yeah. 100%. That would be terrible. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> million dollars. No, I mean like I would do that as a job too. Oh yeah. <laughs> You can tell the heart's not there. I can hear it when that happens. Mm -hmm. Great. I love that. That's good for them. Someone should. Someone needs (laughs) to. Hey, maybe someday it'll be you. (laughs) You never know. I tell them that all the time. Every day. That that morning text. Everybody on Oprah is like, one day I was 27 and I was at my house. (laughs) You know? I've got my resignation letter written up already. I wish everybody has an Oprah moment in their lives. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I just know that Oprah gift where she's like, <gasps> yes. You should see the band chat. It's all gifts. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be a dream come true. <laughs> I, I seriously love band chats for that reason, honestly, because I feel oh. like you end up seeing so much just like, crazy shit whether it's like gifts or just like layers upon layers of inside jokes <laughs> ours isn't even that like you know ours isn't that interesting it's not that deep it's just dumb dumb gifts <laughs> sometimes that's all you need and then occasionally <laughs> like a hey happy easter you know <laughs> hope you guys are having a good day you're to practice this week like you know I want to pretend like we're some cool hit band that's like, ah, oh, we got a bunch of cool plans. We yeah. Cool drugs and do the cool place with yeah. the cool thing. It's like, no, we're like, hey, no. you guys okay. work this week? When do you want to hang out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, let's have practice. <laughs> it's good to know y'all are a chill band for sure. Super wholesome. <laughs> Always can appreciate that. Um, well, I really love Get Wise. It's an awesome record and I had so much fun digging <laughs> into it. Um, tell me about how it kind of came together. <laughs> well, let's see. Skip, you want this one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I feel like. Well, well, I mean, like we, like we, we after we did the last record, we did a tour, um, and we actually some of these new songs we've had for like almost three years, right? Mm-hmm. We just hadn't recorded it yet. And then, like, we got to thinking, like, oh, we need to get another record out. So we kind of, we kind of put the foot on the gas yeah. and pumped out like four more songs towards the end, right? Yeah. And, Someone came together right before we recorded. Yeah, and the song "Mud" came together like right before we recorded. Yeah. So, um, we were just like, let's let's get out another record. It's been like three years, you know. I like that pacing too. Like once every three years, like yeah. that's really doable. For me, yeah. Yeah, well, it takes the pressure off too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it's always like you got to you got to think like 
when you actually commit to recording, it's like, okay, we need to amp up the practices and actually get good at playing these songs <laughs> before you go in and record them. Yeah. So I, we did that, you know, and then we recorded it, what, last fall? Yeah, it's been like a year since we recorded. Yeah, oh, and, wow. and recording it's super chill because like our buddy Luke here in Springfield, mm -hmm. we just all do it separately down in his basement, like a click track. Mm -hmm. And we'll go do scratch guitars, and I'll just go do drums one afternoon by myself, and then they'll all just fill in. And it's so comfortable and easy doing it with him. I can't stress how oh, right yeah. it's yeah, yeah, it's extreme because he's one of our mm -hmm. best friends, so it's oh, like yeah. super chill. That's yeah. so much better because it takes it's to have a good off. friend who's so good at recording. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and he like he he has like no problem giving us like constructive criticism and like we'll take it. We don't get offended. I'm um, very offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get offended. We get very. I get very offended. And it's like if any of us mess up, like we don't. I don't get like nervous because like he's our best one of our best friends. So I'll just do it again. Oh yeah, he you know. So. He doesn't judge. He, he judges. He judges. He just. <laughs> he just Silently judges. <laughs> He's a shady queen. But yeah. <laughs> but he oh, he judges. <laughs> He's okay. He won't watch this. It's he'll never. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't go on the internet, so he'll never see this. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. But it's good that you have somebody you can trust, and that you know will help you get the sound exactly how you like it. Because this record is definitely like really well recorded, really well produced. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Well, we all trust his ear too. So mm -hmm. he recorded a bunch of other bands, and they are all they all sound great. So he's he's our go-to. Yeah, and he lets me like we. I wanted to record the beginning of Mud Acoustic, and we talked about recording the beginning of Mud Acoustic, and then we worked through it, and then got it done. Mm -hmm. and, like so, yeah. <laughs> I'll be offended. That one, on one track. We worked yeah, through. Yeah, it was one track, and it's one like one take. I'm pretty sure, and yeah. Like he wants to, you know, make the album happen as much as we do. So right, that's awesome. That's definitely one of the most important parts too, is to have that kind of like person who's helping you shape your record and kind of cheering you on along the way too. Yeah, and he'll tell us what like if he thinks like the song is kind of a dud, you know. Oh, yep. He's honest. He's like, uh, like maybe maybe this one shouldn't be on the record, you know. So. The, he 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 he, he has, like I said he has an error. He's not so. shy about his opinions. He's not shy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Some Leo in his chart or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked a couple songs off the record that I was just super stoked on that I wanted to be able to kind of dig into with y'all. Um, I guess probably the first one I got really into was Washington Street because I feel like it had this really like flirty, fun, catch the eye kind of vibe. Um, I am. I'm in Florida, so I'm not familiar, unfortunately, with Springfield, but is that a place that's local to you there, Washington Street? Yeah, so, uh, well, there, yeah, there's a street called Washington Street. Uh -huh. More about, so there's, uh, there's like a, like a mission where there's like a food bank kind of thing that's called mm. Mission, and uh, my old route, I used to go to work all the time. I would drive by it, and there would always be, you know, like homeless people or whatever, like going across the street, like to go over to the mission and like lining up out in front of the mission. So that's just like my every morning thing, like going to work, I was like, dang, like here are these people right here. And like, I'm going to my job, but I didn't have a job. Would I be one of these people out here on the street going to this mission? Mm -hmm. So that's where that song came from. But it is a Springfield thing, yeah. yeah. There is a fourth in Washington in Springfield, so. 
That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about like kind of what it was like for you to kind of musically and lyrically kind of um, shape this space for people to kind of understand in the song. What was it like for you to kind of translate what you see and what you know into it? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just like, I was sitting there in my car and I had this idea like I could write this song and I wrote it down and then the chorus ended up being kind of catchy. Mm-hmm. Chorus is catchy because I have two little kids, and <laughs> if they hear the song and they start singing the chorus later on, then I know okay, that's an earworm that stuck with my six-year-old. So yeah. that's going to nice. be nice. You have a test <laughs> audience. Yep. <laughs> and I think with that song, like I heard that I wanted to like make it like really driving. Yeah. So I ripped off a buddy of mine, Kyle Manning's, like four on the floor drum beat, and just put it at the end. That's my input on the song. Yeah. And then like recording. So this is, again, this is a song that I wrote that we really honestly hadn't played a lot of practice. No. And we went to record it and Alyssa ended up singing over the chorus too, which like totally made the song like a million times better. Mm-hmm. Just having like that double vocal on the chorus. And I think that's what a lot of people respond to actually in the mm-hmm. song. So. Yeah. Sometimes when Andy writes a song, I get jealous that it's a really good song. And I'm like, I have to do something on the song. So singing the whole song an octave, an octave up <laughs> to be like, I'm helping, I'm in it. <laughs> That's awesome. I really found that one to be so catchy and so interesting. Glad you like it. Too. That one's about. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, kind of on a slightly slower pace, but still amazing, was uh, Snow Day for me. I really liked the dual vocals all throughout that one, and it felt like so wistful and just, I feel like I could definitely put that track on for sure in the winter and just feel everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about this song and like what it meant to you to kind of put that one together. Um, You talk about you have feelings about this song. Do you really? Do you really want me to do this? Right? Go ahead. Go for it. So, um, Snow Day is one of the, okay. <laughs> so Snow Day is one of those songs that Andy had started writing, and I immediately knew what it was about when he started writing it and playing it to me, and got kind of like weirded out about it because <laughs> it's an intimate little ditty. So when I went into the second verse writing it, I wrote something that was trying to be like a little more emo, a little more like, I'm not here, don't do it. Because I think that's a good quality in songwriting. I think that like, you know, what makes Morrissey's lyrics so cool or Johnny Mars poppy, happy guitar parts. And I think that what makes Paul's lyrics so happy are John's sad ones. So when he was like, here's some really cute, fun verse, I was like, okay, what's the opposite of that? snow day came in to be but like it went through some phases i'm pretty hard on myself when it comes to writing and that's something i haven't really been able to translate entirely into the band setting yet so like when we're playing a song i'm not entirely in with i'm like it takes me a second to adjust it but i think that was one that's like a true testament to how we work well together and how a song can kind of come together and then i don't know we've always had good things with the dual vocals thing there's a song on the last album um drawing board that Andy wrote that we do a dual vocal thing on and it went really well and I don't know we like singing together it's fun. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go talk yeah. on it there you, go. On it. you have anything to add but no. zero to add you covered it <laughs> yeah. That was you guys have anything you want to add well just one tiny thing to add uh like when we were first working on that song there was this huge like who oh there was uh, Bob O'Reilly part in the middle of it 
god. Alyssa, Alyssa said Alyssa Wells pointed out it's like this this kind of takes a song in the wrong direction. It does. And so, so. you know, talk to Cindy <laughs> cutting it all out. And I, I mean at the, at the time I really liked it because she said next. Well, <laughs> but, but I, I, I think I would have cut it in the For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's but, a song uh, that that part's going to go, that'd be perfect in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a time for that big, like, Bob O'Reilly the Who moment. And right. It's not in the yeah. middle yeah. of Snowden. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree with you. I forgot about that part. But we are very capable of the big Bob O'Reilly the Who moment, is what we're trying to do. <laughs> Just save it. 2022, probably, based on how much we record albums. Like, <laughs> big moment. 2023. <laughs> That's exciting. We'll save it for that really special song in that right moment. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I kind of like that you were able to share like, you know, the things that you tweaked throughout the song and hearing that there were two kind of different perspectives within it makes it so interesting to me because it's like, I did get that kind of like, um, kind of like love song vibe then like the, on the flip side, kind of like the wistful, maybe more angsty side of it weaved in together. And I can tell now that that's part of like the songwriting that um, yeah. that both like Andy and Alyssa kind of put in there in that sense. And that's so cool that you collaborated in that way. Yeah. You brought the angst. Yeah. I was <laughs> too happy, too cute, sad now. <laughs> you guys want to be punks. What is this? <laughs> but let's cut the most aggressive part out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't aggressive though it was like charismatic and happy that's not bob o'reilly's a stadium anthem <laughs> like i felt like i was rocking the stadium playing that part right? <laughs> i actually forgot how that part stay was. tuned yeah. for the alternative <laughs> version <laughs> of snow day with the who part with that luke day. if you're watching yeah, yeah the, the yeah. anniversary <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic oh. <laughs> oh my gosh um of course, the other song that I was really stoked on was Mud. I just liked so much. I feel like there was some playful energy that felt to me like getting caught in the rain, but also there was that imagery of the basements turning to mud, kind of juxtaposed in there. Maybe it was more of that little bit of angst in there that was slipped into that song. But uh, tell me tell me about the song and what it was like putting that one together. Um, so songwriting is hard. And some songs take me like, months to write and then other songs happen in like 45 minutes and mud happened in like 45 minutes oh wow sitting in my room and it was raining outside and i don't know if you guys have this in florida but in sprayfield if it rains even a little bit a lot of the basements here start flooding like there's bad basements i don't know but like even you could have the nicest house in town but eventually you'll find the spot in your basement that starts flooding. Like, it's just a thing. And I was thinking about that because I was sitting in my 100-year-old duplex apartment and I was like, it's going to get ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> you kind of get in that same kind of chord progression that, like, all songs are in and then it happens. And that was another song, too, that I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to take this and they're going to turn it into a, like, song with, like, you know, meat in it. It's like, has an actual, like, beat and tempo and they did so we first like didn't we like first try to just play like full band from the beginning then yeah. tried it. Yeah. then we decided we're going to try like a phil specter beat going into the verse mm -hmm. and that's what we stuck with so. i actually think that might have been luke's idea to put the first half of the song just, be a just acoustic yeah. yeah yeah there you go mm -hmm. so there you go so give credit to luke <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
compared to Luke. That's the whole point. He's not watching. Right. He's not watching. <laughs> Who's behind this? Yeah. <laughs> Anything about Luke, he would not know. But yeah, like that was one of the ones where like I didn't even have like all the guitar parts until we went to record it, and it was like the you know typical procrastinator. Like the night before, I had to go like put the guitar tracks down. I was like figuring it out and like recording little like sample on my phone mm-hmm. so I could remember what I wanted to play on the on the guitar riffs and stuff like that. And yeah, well, it turned out well, yeah, because when we heard when when all of us heard the recorded version, we had never heard the songs like that ever sound. Mm-hmm. So it was like, holy shit, this song's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little wizardry. Yeah. We had just like heard it in practice trying to work it out. Yeah. I never heard any like Andy's like leads or anything. So like they sent it to me in an email. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I think there's something special whenever you get to finally hear like the recordings of your music because it's like it's one thing when you get to jam alongside each other or like, you know, if you have your monitors in the show, you can obviously hear certain parts mm-hmm. of each other and stuff. But it's like when you hear it like fully in that sense of hearing the recording, it's got to be special for you to kind of be able to be like, oh, cool. That's that's what we really sound like. Yeah. And for a song like Mud, that's kind of where it came together. Like, I honestly like I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't listen to it very often. Like I'll give them like the listen throughs to make sure they're not like, you know something I don't want out there but like that one I actually got and was like wow like (laughs) together in such a way that like I hadn't heard before and that referred for the first time on the recording like when we got it back and was just like oh it's hard to surprise yourself in a band because you just drill the same songs over and over again yeah so moments when you actually like be like damn like my band mates are good (laughs) (laughs) not bad yeah it came together in a way I love that um do you all have like a favorite song on the record that you're like yeah this is the one that i think is the best one or i mean i like i like undiscovered the best Mm -hmm. i just i just i just like how it's like really like simple and driving and i just i just like i like everything about that song i like the drum parts i like (laughs) like to me like not to compare other bands but like i feel like i uh, not to I just I feel like it's like, it's like if, if Mac was singing it'd be like a super trunk song that's what I what I think yeah <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Fred Undiscovered is good but uh Snow Day is my favorite to play just because it's the most fun mm-hmm. uh I but yeah I, I'm is a good track <laughs> but uh, mud is the mud is the hit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mud's the hit. It's the pink of the album. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song? Um, the song you hate the least. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it'd be super corny to pick a song I wrote for my favorite song on the album. Go ahead. Well, it's, we it's, it's a toss up. We'll it's one or the other. We'll so, like, okay, I'm actually would be torn though because. Um, I like Fool For You. That was a song I took a lot of time at for some reason. Like when you listen to the lyrics, it should not have taken me as long to write that song as it did. But <laughs> it was like a note in my iPhone for like months before it was an actual song. And I am kind of proud of the way it came together. Um, I was just listening to a lot of Best Coast, I think. But mm-hmm. another song I really like and that honestly is probably my favorite song on the, al- song on the album if I hadn't written one of the songs on the album. And it's Souvenir. Because that has yeah. that part with that like change that it's so fun. Yes. Like the part that I came up with and the harmonies at the end like are so fun to like play and 
I don't know. I'm a fan of Annie's as a songwriter. Like <laughs> every now and then when he gets on one that's like really good, it's like I'm like rooting for him as a fan too. And that's one that like when we start playing, I'm like, yeah, guys, go. Like yeah. so I wanna make a wish, like I get to play with my friends for like a little bit. Like <laughs> like it's fun. Because like that's bad. Right. They're old. And they've been around playing in bands for a long time. And I used to like sneak out of my parents' house to go see them playing bands and stuff. And like <laughs> playing bands with people who have been doing it for a while and consider me cool enough to want to do it too we just like to thank Alyssa for being the only one that thinks well you were ever cool yeah so. <laughs> I love that I personally I think my favorite song is probably last uh, actually Truck Stop my favorite song the first time I heard the Alyssa's like scratch track recording of that song. I was like, this, this is a good song. This, <laughs> it, it hit me in a certain way. And uh, I've liked that song ever since. I do like what we did with the band as a band, but I also, I mean, I like just the core of that song. It's just a really catchy, cool, good lyrics. I mean, it's a good song. That's my, that's my first Yeah, song. I'm gonna jump on that because like when I joined the band uh, a couple of years ago, that was like the first song that that I got to be a part of like working out. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I get not, not ownership. I didn't write it, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, the first album and I was a huge Axel fan before that, um, I had the t-shirt. I went to the shows. <laughs> I posted blog. No, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> stuff was, was, I mean, that first practice, uh, it was really cold and, uh, we, uh, we, you know, I got to go be with my friends and play music again, and uh, that was <laughs> so, fun. So, uh, so yeah, truck stop has a special place in my heart. I love that. I feel like there's so many great songs on this record. I actually struggled to narrow it down to three because I was like, shit. Otherwise, I'm gonna be here with them all night talking about every mm. song bit by bit. <laughs> so I'm glad that y'all brought up something that I did it because I was just like, yes, I love all of these. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm guessing your viewers or listeners would probably turn that off after a while. Listening to just <laughs> nah, it's so funny. I feel like uh, the folks that listen to this, at least to my understanding, they they like digging into music that way too because they, yeah. they they hang out for a while for some of these episodes, which is fun. <laughs> So uh, speaking of listeners and stuff, tell me, what do you want your listeners to get out of GetWise whenever they listen to the record? Oh, boy. Um, my, my standard for any album, basically, is if you're driving somewhere, you can put it on in your car. You can fucking jam along to it. And Oh, my cat. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Cats are always welcome. <laughs> Grandma. 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 Is that the name of your cat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Hi, my grandma. <laughs> It's dinner time. She ain't got no sneaking on trays. <laughs> Can I leave that in here? I don't know, man. Like, just if you like it, you like it. You know, like we like it. You know, I, just I want you to. I appreciate it. everyone who likes it and like shares it and like says good things about it. If you can relate to like, it, and you've ever like got a souvenir. Yeah, you know, or been a fool for somebody, or stepped or, in some mud. Like you can relate to yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, something for everybody. Yeah, 
you ever gotten a snow day? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I feel like this record does have something for everybody. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know a lot of people tell me like they it's just like I mean they like the band. There's just not they don't like hear a lot of other bands that kind of that are that similar. I don't know. I just think they think it's they like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. It's, it's, it's not art. That complicated. We're trying to uh, make music. Yeah. yeah. Music's a form of art. So if you listen to it and you relate to it and it makes you feel better for a little bit about being a human on earth, then cool. <laughs> That's perfect. I love like, it. We're going to do more if you're interested in it. More. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Ring Every three years. <laughs> yeah. The bar, we got to, yeah, the pacing we're right on. So. The bar is getting lower and lower. <laughs> I don't know. A junior album? Yeah. <laughs> a junior album? The third. The third. Sophomore is junior. They do stop after sophomore. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, what the hell, man? I guess we get kind of confused. Junior, senior, senior postgraduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fourth album's kid. It's my fourth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um what's something that maybe you want people to know about addict salt that they might not know already oh nothing we don't want you to know anything about addict salt yeah, we want you to formulate all your own opinions about addict salt <laughs> what you get from us yeah mystery <laughs> just know that we're all 40 <laughs> yeah that works. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I took I don't over know. that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, in case you guys have something you want to jump on. but oh yeah, no, we, we don't have like a philosophy. Yeah, we're not trying no. to change the world. We're we're just, no agenda. We're just doing our thing. Like no. we even came up with that name on the spot. Like literally just playing songs. Yeah, like I would want to say if you want to be in a band, just like write music that you like and don't follow trends. Yeah. Just if no one, li- if no right. one, no one likes it, who cares? Just keep doing what you want to do. So. Someone else asked it. That's the answer I gave them that. So, yeah. I mean, that's well, I think that's one of the reasons why we've been keep playing so long because we've never been super bummed out that no one's like their older bands. So we just keep doing bands, and people like this one, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know. Do they? Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Some they, people like it. I really does. Them out there like it. Bear likes it. Bear's been hanging out this whole time. Um, <laughs> Bear's a fan and he does have taste in music. It's funny. He gets mm-hmm. excited for certain bands. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, y- y'all definitely have a following and that's awesome. And like um, you did the Fest live stream and stuff, which is pretty damn cool. So obviously there is a there's a following outside of Springfield that's pretty big there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been really fortunate with like Fest and like with Tony going to play and like to be included this year with even that like live stream was cool. Mm-hmm. I was not waiting to go to fest, so <laughs> even today was fun. <laughs> it's heartbreaking, but hey, hopefully COVID will be over this time next year and we can all hang out. Oh, sure. Are you, you said you're in Florida? Yep, I'm like uh, two hours from Gainesville. I'm in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to live in Clearwater. We played. No, we never played pre-fest, did we? No. But, yeah, pre-fest is done, right? Yeah, unfortunately, but that's so wild that you say Clearwater. I like live 20 minutes from there. Mm, yeah. So know my way around that area. <laughs> that's I went awesome. on vacation there once and I met that dolphin that was in that Dolphin Town movie. 
<laughs> the dolphin that was in the dolphin film movie was at yeah. the aquarium in Clearwater, Florida. Florida. Winter. winter the dolphin, yeah. <laughs> there are billboards of winter everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, so do you drive over the Skyway all the time? I've been over the Skyway many, well, many times. Terrifying. <laughs> what? Bridge. Oh, why? Why? Why not? It's a big bridge. Yeah, it's flat bridge. You know, I don't think I've ever been. You gotta go to Key West. It's probably the tallest thing in Florida, so because oh. it's so flat. Uh, pro tip: Do not listen to the YouTube radio stream of the boats crashing into the old one. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Why would you do that? Because they they had to rebuild it sometime. I don't know. They did. Yeah, it was it, it was wild. That's like, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, anyway. Tampa Bay is is wild. It's an interesting spot to be. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, we got like apes lives there. Tim Barrett lives there. Duncan lives there. Tom Brady lives there. Tom Brady. <laughs> Barbara Beefcake probably lives there. Bronx there probably too. Bronx? Tom Brady's there. Yeah. I think John Travolta had property too in Clearwater at some point because you know Scientology. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Macho Man used to live there in Largo, I think. There's a ton of like retired wrestlers in Tampa. Yeah, I think there's a big like yeah. Big tan swole community. I think they have their own retirement community in Tampa. A spray tan. We miss you, Florida. That's what we're trying to say. Gainesville to me doesn't really feel like Florida, though. No, it's like North Florida. It's there's like palm trees, but but I don't know that 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 Spanish moss kind of throws me off. Yes. (laughs) And there's like that, and like the billboards get really Christian. And it feels like summer in October. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, Florida is really a lot like Illinois, except for it's got tropical weather. <laughs> I was always going to go look for, like, the Tom Petty stuff. Is there Tom oh, Petty wait. stuff in Gainesville, like his old house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he lived there at one point. It doesn't point. matter. They have the mural for Tom Petty now in, like, downtown and all that stuff. So oh, okay. Cool. cool. But, yeah. Well. I'll have to do that next year. For sure. I know. <laughs> next year. Next year, hopefully, I'll lose my mind if COVID isn't over by then, but hopefully we all get to hang out in person and and enjoy the sights of Gainesville together as well as the sounds. (laughs) I think we got to, I think we got to vote. Yes. (laughs) Got to vote if we want Fest to happen next year. Yes, please. That's my message. I don't know if I can get addicts all on board with all that. You guys on board with that? Vote. We all got to vote. Okay. I endorse that too. (laughs) Did you go vote yet? Are we voting? Oh, already voted. Already voted. I got my uh, ours in the background. Put it promptly. Perfect. I mailed mine in like three weeks ago. Like I turned it around like the next day. (laughs) I was like, that's valid. Even when they're doing stuff to slow down the postal service, but like they got it. Like they got it. I actually went online and I verified that like the elections office got my ballot. I'm like, you're sure you got it, right? That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's a crazy time and maybe voting will help us. I sure hope so. Anyway, (laughs) it's the least, it's not the most you can do. It's the least you can do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, in the meantime, I know you just dropped this record, but is there any stuff that y'all are working on, tinkering around with any new songs or anything you are going to do for the next year while we're waiting for normalcy to return? We'd like to play a show. But yeah, yeah a show would be great. Um, well, I'm only like trying to write songs that are going to be punk songs, but I've been like listening to Woody Guthrie a lot because for some reason Woody Guthrie like gets 
everything that's happening right now also. So everything I've been writing comes out really like folky country, not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Hey, folk punk's a thing. You can totally lean into that. Oh yeah, I'll call Sean Bonnet right now. I'll be like, hey. <laughs> I've just been sitting in my house, I guess. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Well, I'm about to. Baseball back a little bit. I'm about to record a record with another band. This is coming up. Starter jacket. Oh, you oh yeah. Yeah. We're in other bands and like we're about to do records. But. Fred's in other bands yeah, and he's we, about to yeah. do records. Hey, that's good though. That way folks know who else they can Some support too. Do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so one question I always like to end my interviews with is if you could play a show with any three bands or artists, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead, who would it be? And you can each pick three. No, we don't gotta do that. Let's, all, let's pick three. So who's screwed you? Because you guys probably right. I mean, I just want to be able to see the Husqvarna reunion. Are we wanting these other bands? Are we wanting to see their reaction like, watching us? Them or after? No, yeah, we play first, right? <laughs> you can, you choose, you choose the order for the night. Yeah, no, we play first. Yeah. Ooh, I could. Okay. Some ego part of me wants to pick like worse bands than us, so we could play last and seem really cool. But I also can't think of any worse bands. <laughs> I've got I've got three that I just want to watch. I know, yeah. yeah. Okay. My three? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um knapsack, cloud nothings, and sunny day real estate. Ooh, nice I'll, picks. And oh, you yeah. Pick yeah. Mm, I'm gonna go weird because like I don't know, I like a bunch of weird stuff too. So it'd probably be like uh like Frank Zappa. <laughs> You know, because yep. no one would even realize we were on the show. Right. He, <laughs> um, and uh, um, Guns and Roses, maybe? Guns and No, no, no. <laughs> Axel Rose is total. Um, Axel Rose, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll still play with you. I'm sure he's we'll still play a show with you. Call us. He, he knows. Please uh, return our emails. <laughs> your leg is it better <laughs> i would not know what to do with myself if i found out that axel rose is actually listening to my podcast i mean i feel like this show would be even more popular if i started finding out that some like celebrities are actually listening to it <laughs> that, that would go like in your title like the podcast axel rose listens to <laughs> endorsed by axel rose right. exactly um, we've had I've had Dave Grohl mentioned several times, and I'm just like, Dave, oh, where shit. are you at? <laughs> well, people say he could be play anywhere, with Dave Grohl, but he could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I play a show with Nirvana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Never yeah. yeah, I've never yeah. seen that. I'd run away with Kurt Cobain if you played a show with Nirvana. <laughs> That's not true. He would not be cool. He'd, think he'd be too cool. He would not have me. But I'd be like, whatever. I love you. <laughs> I could play with Best Coast. I would love to like just watch like Bethany Constantino do her thing. Yeah. And I listen to them a lot. And I like that. I like that simplistic songwriting. Obviously, like I got into the Beatles and like the Everly Brothers really early on. So it's very simple, like mm-hmm. the tool, I lose my cool kind of stuff. And I'm really into Best Coast in that regard. <laughs> I love that. Um, or the Runaways. I would definitely play a show with the Runaways. I would love to like watch one of those really good like old punk bands like actually get up there and do the old punk band like, like things like real punk things like the Ramones but like a real Ramones set like at a CBGB's in like 77 at like 2 a.m. or something now that Donnie's pizza yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's sick I love it 
Or like a, I like the front bottoms. I play with the front bottoms. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You guys like them, but I play with them. Um, I'm trying to think of bands we're kind of like. That's the thing is like, you're like, this is like a wish list thing. It's like, if you could play with any you know band. Funny? It's and it's like, like Loretta Lynn, but it's know? like a band that would make sense with Attic Salt. And it's like, okay. It doesn't have to. It could just be like right. really out of left field too. <laughs> It'd be like Attic Salt, Best Coast, Loretta Lynn. <laughs> Joyce Manor a lot in these reviews. Oh, I like so Joyce Manor. I, I, I know. Really? I guess I need to show. listen to them more. I don't hear it. I don't either. Yeah. But I'd play a show with them. Probably newer Joyce Manor. I could see it. There's some crazy ass old band from Europe called the Hi Hats I would love to play with just because mm-hmm. I see them, but I don't think they're a band anymore. <laughs> you bring them back. That's part I of could, the stipulation yeah. with the question. I would only do bands that have dead members. So oh. yeah. Nirvana, Shellac, Fisker Do. Who Death and Shellac? Oh, Big Black. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Wrong Steve Elvin. Oh, okay. <laughs> black. Yeah, I play with Shellac. Those are my three. I love your picks. Uh, what was it again? Nirvana, Shellac, and who's going to do? Yeah. We would, we would, we would fucking kill it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Your picks are so fun. And I'm glad that at least, like, we mentioned a couple bands that are active or could be revived in a moment for a reunion and stuff too. Cause I always like to send a vibe in the universe that some cool thing happens, you know, maybe one of them gets booked for fest and you get to play that or, you know, you just never yeah. know. I appreciate that. Good vibes help. Of course. <laughs> yeah, the universe, maybe you'll have them. Exactly. <laughs> My bands were active. Like that mine's a real thing. Like if I had the money, I could make that bill happen. Cause Loretta shows and best coast still plays shows. So. Exactly. <laughs> Let's I didn't even have fun with it. I didn't even pick a dead rock star. <laughs> what good is you can fulfill it? No. Exactly. Okay, John Lennon. I'd play a, so, I'd play a yeah, show yeah. with John Lennon. Solo John Lennon, not Beatles John Lennon. With Yoko, because Yoko's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's been so fun hanging out with y'all. Where can everybody keep up with Attic Salt on the internet and find all your music? Um, the music is on Spotify and Bandcamp, um, and then there's just a Facebook page, mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. We're on Instagram, yeah. It's about awesome. it. Jumpstart. Right? Yeah, give a shout out to Jumpstart. Yeah, Jumpstart. big, 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 big shout out to Jeremy at Jumpstart Records. Um, they made a vinyl happen for us. Yeah, big ups <laughs> to Jeremy for wanting to put out our record and believing in it. So, yeah. Kevin for helping out with all the PR. Cool guys. And JP did the artwork, he killed the artwork. So yeah. It wasn't for it wasn't for them. Only our moms would be listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm glad y'all had an awesome team and not everybody's gotta make sure they listen to this record so we can get more and more people to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, please. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was nice to meet you. Nice to meet Bear. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My attention as you were cutting through traffic to meet your friend on the corner of 4th and Washington. He waved at you from the doorway as I sat in my car at the four way.
You just heard Attic Salt. Thank you so much to the band for sharing all that went into their new record and so much more. Be sure to stream and support GetWise, now available everywhere that you get your music. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Anchor Girl music at the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, Sam Zarowitz, Orla Tinsey, and Erica Breeze. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay angry and stay engaged. Bye for now. We still hang out at the same bars. Still talking about weather Driving in all our shit cars Pray for something better Sometimes you call it a night So I close out and head home Sometimes we wake up together It makes us feel more alone And it's not like it's a habit That I'm really trying to break Or a deeply sad illusion that I can't seem to escape Or that the rain won't stop in this town where the basements always flood And it's turned my blood to water, it's turned my dirty heart to mud